And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, we've talked about the many different angles of COVID-19. We've talked about the medical front, how it's affected businesses firsthand, the spiritual perspective, most recently a financial one. But now I think we're going to talk about what might be the most important aspect of this entire pandemic. And I'm talking about the family perspective. We're asked to eh, seek a new normal, as it were. And I think with a couple of precautions, other than that, to keep our family safe, there shouldn't be a seek for the new normal, but rather seeking a path back to normalcy and not letting the politics dictate our lives. And I think one aspect of that to help us along the journey is our families. Families so tremendously important. And when I saw the byline, don't let the pandemic steal your stories, talking about family stories, I I was instantly intrigued and had to read about my next guest, Rob Lucy. He's an author, a producer, and he's been a journalist or was a journalist in the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation before forming his own multimedia company. And also he has 25 years. This is near and dear to my heart on board for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I, anything that fights cancer is all it's all about it for me. So first of all, let's welcome Rob Lucy to the show. Rob, thanks for taking a couple of moments with us. I'm tremendously excited. Hi, Noah. I'm delighted to join you. So let's let's give your audience some things to think about. Yeah, for sure. And I know we often ask ourselves, especially during this pandemic, a question might pop up and someone said, how will I be remembered? And I know that's also the title of your book, How Will I Be Remembered? The Definitive Guide to Creating and Sharing Your Life Story. We'll get to that in just a moment. First, tell us, uh, what did you do when you were in journalism? I just want our audience to have a little bit of a background and how you transitioned uh, with your own media company. Well, I was a, a producer with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, so we would produce all kinds of stories. And um, that taught me about story in the journalistic sense. Mm. And then when I began my own company, we did we did uh, production around the world, museums and that sort of thing. So your the stories had to be effective and memorable and simple. Um, and then what got me into this side, and that is our more a uh, much more personal uh, attitude towards story, was years ago my father showed me a picture of his grandparents, my great grandparents. Mm. And they they came from Ireland in 1869. They came across here, get a load of this, with seven children, and they had five more. So so they were pretty busy. Folks. Yeah, pretty busy. <laughs> but I'm looking I'm looking at a picture of them, and I just cry to hear their voice, to hear the life about the life they led. They they first moved into a, a mosquito laden, wet, boggy ground in northern Ontario, and they stayed there for. Until the fifties, when the cabin burned down, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but I look at these two people and I say, "Those are my great grandparents. I would love to know more about them. What their challenges were, uh, what they loved, where, where, just what life was like." But I didn't. I can't find that out because they never left any stories, and they mm. probably were illiterate anyway. So I, uh, I'm not going to get anything. But that's planted the seed in me to say, don't let some stories of family go away because our descendants uh, years from now will be very thankful that we did collect some of those stories because 
our blood will flow in them. And this is where you say that real family history is more than just about pictures. I know some people do, you know, genealogical family trees, but it's much more than that. It's about the, you know, being able to document and hear what the um, individual in the family went through and how you can relate it to your own life. I mean, it's very important. Yep, yep, and it's uh, it's hugely entertaining. Imagine if you were, you now had, uh, well, let, let's do Noah's story. Noah's story is a great one, and then 200 years from now, um, your descendants, your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren uh, are reading about you. That's pretty powerful for them. I mean, I'm, I, I know a lot of people are interested in doing their DNA and their genealogy, and that's that's good, powerful stuff. It tells you, here are the people you came from. But what doesn't come with that are the stories. And so we have the ability to create those stories just because of digital technology. It's sure. real easy to create and pass that down for any number of hundreds of years to all your descendants. We can um, we can have a, have a chat with somebody and record it and then immediately becomes text and uh, and put it in a book or any number of things. You could do it on video. We'll talk about all these things, but uh, it's easy for us to do. Because we've got the technology. My great-grandparents didn't have the technology. If they had a pencil in the house, I'd be surprised. Yeah, it, it, the digital world, in some ways, it's kind of scary. But in another way, it's very resourceful. We can really use it for so much good. And in the family aspect of it, there's so much you can do, as you said, with videos. Or you can just you know, have a, a microphone on your phone and record. I've had my grandmother over at my house, and we play games together. And I just set my phone down. I hit the little voice memo turn that on and I record our conversations as we're going back and forth and that's something that will be priceless that can be passed down from generation to generation yeah and you asked me how I got how I incorporated family another story I my father was um, a well-decorated soldier in, in World War II and um, I started interviewing him we used to go on fishing trips and I started interviewing him and we did that for about 10-15 years we ended up Going to France, after my mother passed away, I took him to France because I wanted to see and have him describe the, the events that happened, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we got home, he's not a writer or a storyteller. I had to keep prodding him to make those to get those stories with more detail. Hmm. We ended up producing a book of his story, and it was a fabulous thing. We, opened, we launched it at a museum with about 500 people there. People still call from around the world to read it. And so that really stuck me. This is, it was such a great experience for a father and son, and then all my family. I have two uh, kids, so I'm very interested. I love the father-son relationship. What's it called? My father's book was called U-B-I-Q-U-E, which means Latin means for everywhere. They're everywhere. And he called it that because he was a gunner. And then the enemy apparently thought that... Um, they were totally surrounded with, with the, the Allied guns, where in fact they weren't. It's just that this gun was a very effective weapon. Yeah. So it's called Ubik. But he, Dad, uh, really didn't. These guys forgot, nor did not want to talk about a lot of this because it was tough. I mean, their best friends were killed beside them. Sure. And so, fifty years later, we talked about the good and the bad. And uh, when we launched the book, it uh, it just said to me again after, you know, not having the story of my great grandparents to get the story of those whose uh, stories we don't want to disappear. If you've ever been to a celebration of life, yes, it's time you'll say, Jeepers, you know, we should have got his or her story, but now he's gone. She's gone. Yeah. So we have the chance now. You, Noah, can look around and say, whose story don't I want to disappear? And I can. we can talk about now how to go get it and um, 
and and what the value is of that. So it sounds like what you you know went through with your uh, father was the, a great catalyst for you writing How Will You Be Remembered? Um, and that was the main inspiration at, you know, hey, let's help other people be able to share their stories and memories and pass these stories down from generation to generation. I'm a, My wife and I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, just a, a walk north of from you. And we raise honeybees. We, we have a couple of hives. Oh. And so I was in a bookstore the other day, and I saw this book called the, um, oh, heck, what was it called? Um, Secret Life of Bees. And I thought it was going to be a book about bees. <laughs> so I bought it. <laughs> and and uh, it was not a book about bees. It was a book written by a lady named Sue Monk Kidd. It was a very well popular book, and it, but it was totally not about bees at all. It was about a, a young lady who had to leave her father because it was violence. And then and it, was, it, was, it was an interesting read. Anyway, I read it, and in the, in the middle of it, this character is talking, and she said, when I wrote it down immediately, stories have to be told or they die. Mm. And when, when they die, we can't remember who we are or why we're here. And that struck a chord with me, too. Um, if we tell the stories, if we collect the stories, we'll have a better sense of who we are and our descendants will know who we are. The other one, there's an American writer named Alan Goodman, and this one I put in the book. What the next generation will value is not what we owned, but the evidence of who we were and the tales of how we lived. So let's tell those tales because it's going to be, there's big benefit in, in doing it for ourselves. And then, of course, for those who follow us centuries later, they'll they'll look it up, read it up, or hear them, and say, "Geez, that's great, 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 great Grandpa Noah. He was quite a guy." You might Funny be, looking. yeah, you might be struggling to find something within yourself, Rob. You know, uh, something that completes you as a person, and then you're going through these family stories that were luckily enough been able to have been, you know, recorded. Whether it's an audio recording or a video recording, especially we're talking yeah. to digital technology now, and you learn something about yourself, and it is beneficial in ways you can't even imagine. Speaking of learning about myself, let me describe the three uh, types of stories that I think we can maybe make this a little simpler for Please do. people to understand. Um, the first, there's three types. One is tell your story, so your story. Gather the stories of those whose stories you want to disappear and then create new stories. So first of all, tell your story. I did mine to tell the story of me. And I think I'm healthy and I think I'm going to be around for a little while, but there's no guarantee that bus could come along and that's that right. water bus. That herd of water buffalo may take me out tomorrow. And telling your story has a number of ways to do it. And what I did was I, I, I give people a whole list of values. I say, boil it down to 10, maybe boil it down to 5. So I did all mine, and it took a little while. And I said, yeah, those are the 10. Those, are, those I feel good about. Those are the values I think I lead my life by. Then I boiled it down to 5. And what I did was for each of the five values, I wrote why it was important to me and how I lived it. And when I had finished that, it's only, I think, a page and a half, two pages maybe. Mm -hmm. I, was I was close to tears because it said to me, that's who I am. And if I'm hit by those water buffalo tomorrow, my family will have this, and it'll be a great thing for them to know, here's the life that, they, that Rob wanted to lead, think he led, and then they can judge whether or not. So that was it. When I put it in the drawer, 
I was absolutely relieved and happy as pie because I had now defined who I was and how I was living, living my life. So you can tell your story any number of ways. That's the way I did mine, and it was, I just wrote it. So I just um, you know, got it on paper and put it in a, an envelope, and it'll be opened up when I, when I meet my maker. So uh, that's one way of telling your story. There's lots of others. You can use your own instincts. Um, but telling your own story, once you get it done, it's a, it's a great relief. I think a great... No go, no, go ahead and finish. I'll, I have a point to make, but I want, you, I want you to finish. I'm all done. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, this is something great. You know, we're going through this pandemic, and I think the group of people that it's hardest on is our youth. And so being able to create these stories and share these stories, uh, especially when maybe they need that extra boost of confidence and, you know, finding out about mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, I think can actually give that. It's going to be beneficial for the teens and young adults in in these crazy times. Yep. Yep. So let's move on. So tell your personal story. I described that. Then there's the one about, remember we talked about a moment ago about, you know, going to a, 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 a funeral and, and, and saying, gee, Pers, I wish we collected his, her story, his mm-hmm. or her story. But, you know, there's, I, I hear a lot of excuses for people not doing it. Let me just, and I'm going to counter them because some people may have said, first of all, they've got no time. Oh, oh, so wrong. I, I was, uh, had a, um, an experience on a cruise ship going through the Panama mm-hmm. that was, when it was against the rail. I um, stood beside a man who was about 20 years older than me. We started chatting. Ends up, he was a merchant marine in World War II. He had some fabulous stories. I ran down to my room. I always carry a little recorder. I came back up, and we talked for half an hour, and he had some great stories to tell. I then pulled the chip out of the recorder I gave him, and I gave it to him, and I said, give these to your children. Oh, bless you. And then he did that, and I've heard from him since that the family has gone whole hog into getting his story and other stories. So that took half an hour to ignite that family's a joy in collecting their stories. Yeah, like I said, like I said, when I was talking with my grandmother, and we talked quite a bit, and you know, you know, when, when do I want to be able to, you know, record these memories? Uh, I just take us a, a simple game when we're playing a game of cards together because we do that a lot. It's one of the things we enjoy that she's still able to do. And I set the recorder down and I forget about it, and we have our conversation. And before you know it, you have hours of genuine heartfelt conversation and a lot of the times with my grandmother it's about sharing her experiences about what she's lived through yep that, that's it that's it so one excuse has got no time we've talked about that the other one people say to me well I, you know i don't have the journalistic skills of you of you or me to to do a quote interview mm-hmm. i think you don't need to be a journalist i can i'm going to show you one question one question is the only question you have to ask to get out the best stuff from that person and that question is simply, it is, tell me about. Tell me about your education. Tell me about when you were a kid. Tell me about your parents. Tell me about when the barn burned down. Tell me about your first job. All you need to do is say, tell me about, because then that allows the person who's going to talk to you and tell their stories to go where they want to go. And they'll usually go there with some energy and verb and pictures and smiles and sometimes a whole lot of other emotion. Tell me about is a great. It's the only question you need to ask anybody. So we got, we we know we don't need a lot of time. We got one question. Um, some some people will say, you know, I really don't have a story to tell. It's, everybody's got a story to tell. Um, I had a quote here. Oh, here, yeah, Mark Twain. 
There was never an uninteresting life. Such a thing is an impossibility. Inside the dullest exterior is there, there is drama, comedy, and tragedy. So that's, that's Mark Twain. He knew what he was talking about. So when people say, I don't have a story to tell, um, in the northern part of, of, of North America, when a river breaks in the spring, mm-hmm. it, looks, it looks solid and unmovable. And, and two seconds later, kaboom, it starts to flow. And when people start telling their story and re- thinking that they don't have much of a story to tell, it's amazing what flows. Their, their river of stories starts to flowing starts to flow. I imagine it's because maybe they haven't thought about some of these things in quite some time. And once they have a thought of, okay, uh, this subject or or this event, and then because they're talking about that, it reminds them of this. And like you said, it's like that frozen river. And then suddenly it just breaks open and you remember everything that's so been important to your life. Yep, and I've seen that in my career. And then the books I've described with that and with others. So, We've got the time. We've got the journalistic skills. We know they've got the stories because the river's going to break. Um, technical, they say, well, I'm not technical. Well, as you know, you can, as I mentioned, you could, you could tape, you put them on a little tiny audio um, yeah. record and then put that audio recorder file into a transcription software. I use Dragon, and then bingo, that audio is print on a page. And so you can use it as print, or you can use it as audio, you can put it into a video. So you don't have to be a real technical person. Um, you know, grab a grab a grandson or granddaughter; they'll help you do it. So tell us, Rob, uh, and by the way, we're with Rob, uh, Lucy. He is just a tremendous individual, a producer, an author, former journalist, and he's author of How Will You Be Remembered? We're talking about that right now, Life Legacy, the definitive guide to creating and sharing your story. How does one write a legacy letter? If you know, if you're, maybe you're not going to do the, you know, the digital technology, how do you write a legacy letter, begin to compile these memories and experiences? Because uh, I know there was, I think, a contest that you uh, were, were going through, and you had some incredible submissions. Yeah. Well, the legacy letter, I, I, I call that a, a very personal story. It's kind of the story of your life. The one I described, remember, the talking about the five values and how I live? Yes. Them? That I call a legacy letter. And it's a it's a personal letter, but it's one that hopefully your family's going to really quite enjoy. Um, and as I said, I did mine with values. There's a variety of ways to do it. Here's you know, just talk about things that happened in your life. Here's my family. Here's my jobs. Here's when I got married. Here are the kids. Uh, that, that can be a legacy letter too. It doesn't really matter what what, what the content is, as long as the writer. Is, in, is is enjoying it and and, um, hmm. and and getting getting it down so that their family will enjoy it later on. So I just want to cover one more thing. Sure. You know, we, we've got the time. We've got the journalistic skills. We know they're loaded with stories. We just have to get that river flowing. Technically, take it, put it on audio if you want to, and then and then create the uh, file, uh, a printed file. And then the other one, my dad. This is what dad said to me. He says no one's going to. This is the fifth one. No one will care. I said, dad. You know, all your all your children want to hear this thing, and I'll guarantee you that everybody will care. And when we launch this book, it's going to be a, a dandy. And it was exactly that. There were 500 people in the museum, as I mentioned, and uh, and Dad was so proud. As a non-storyteller, he was so proud that uh, of the stories he told, and he had it read to him every day until he died. Oh wow! Uh, and years ago, so I, I learned that from one of the people that were taking care of him, and. Uh, 
Yeah, it brought tears to my eyes for sure. So, I think a lot of people think their story doesn't matter. And then, you, you know, when you really start to think about it, there's a lot of people that have similar stories that gone have gone through similar circumstances, Rob. And when they hear that there's somebody else kind of like them that has shared those experiences or maybe it even went in a different direction, you realize there's a lot of people that care. Yep. That's for sure. The other one that we talked about, tell your story, that the one I did, I described with my letter, then all those other excuses that we, we can counter pretty quickly. There's a third category I call create new stories. And that's really about using your values and your skills and your talents and resources to create, call them your, your small legacies. They don't have to be big. Legacy is not about money or stuff that you pass down when you go. Give us an example. Like, Legacy, I'll tell you what, legacy is about, it's about connecting people. It's about connecting people, and it doesn't have to be big, and I'll give you an example. It's about enhancing all those lives that are are around this legacy. Mm. It makes you happy, and it affects others when you're gone. So an example of that would be, I live on a street in, in in a beautiful town that you've got to turn right. Or you go, or you head into the forest, mm-hmm. and the city, and the city put in front of there um, a yellow, this creepy yellow concrete thing, and it looked ugly as heck. And I, we got to do something. So I called the city and said, "Hey, do you guys have any extra flowers or anything we can put in here?" Oh, I'm sorry, Rob, we're just we're all out. So I just went down and spent the money and got them all, and then I started digging out all the junk that was there, weeds, etc. Well, within 15 minutes, I had 10 people there, people from this end of the block that I'd never met before. Everybody chipped in. That's they cool. went and grabbed the shovels and stuff. And we turned. And then I planted all these flowers, and we called it Legacy Garden. It's been there now for eight years. Oh wow! And everybody, everybody calls it Legacy Garden. So, and, and they say it's a legacy of Rob. Well, that's great. It's, it, I didn't do it to become a legacy, but in fact, it is. It, it connected people. Like I said, it um, enhanced their lives. Everybody smiles when they go by it. it they, they have a happy face on. And um, when I go. I've got promises by all kinds of people that the garden will continue. So that's a small one in creating a new story. Sometimes we do stuff that um, we uh, have no idea, you know, where it's going to go. When we did the the first wish was done in Phoenix. I called the two ladies down there who who uh, who did the wish and said, "I'm in Vancouver. Do you mind if we use the phrase make a wish?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Of course not." Well, we had no idea what it was going to happen. So I, we developed it um, all the way through here. Then I joined uh, Make-A-Wish International, um, our head office in Phoenix, and we're now you know, the biggest wish-granting organization in the world. And, but you never know when you do it. Is that, a, is that a legacy? Well, it's not mine. I never did it on my own. We gathered in some great people, but it was certainly a whole bunch of it had all the benefits, as I think, connecting people and making us happy. I think it's a collective um, legacy. Yes, yes. And then I got very specific ones uh, pertinent to me, but um, the, the little garden I just described is all I, is an example. So this is a creative new story. So people, I go through the book and say, combine your talents and your skills and your resources and your values, and you'll come up with something. It may be as small as a as this little garden, or it might be an international charity, yeah. whatever works for you. Um, those are the three kinds of stories. Tell your story, your personal one. Gather the story of Uncle Charlie because he's weird and he's fun and he's got some great stories. 
and then create new stories like the garden or like an international charity. These are great. These are great. And I think this is going to be so beneficial to people around the world as we try and move forward. And uh, as I say, try and find normal again in this pandemic through writing this book and hearing the stories of others. I know you've gotten them with their family units. What have you learned personally through this process? Um, I'm very curious. I mean, I already know what you experienced with your dad, but what additional things have you learned through writing the book and getting feedback? Well, I've kind of, we kind of dealt with them. I think there's a lot of pushback, and it's kind of people just don't think that they've got the goods. They don't have the story that's going to interest anybody. And it's for us as as, as talkers to them just to say, well, they may say, you know, I don't want to be interviewed. Okay, well, that's fine. I just want to learn a little bit more about your life. Tell me about your family. And it starts. People are kind of reticent to tell their own story. But once they start going... It's a beautiful experience for them and for me because that river starts to flow. So you just have to be cautious and careful and hold their hand in, in a metaphorical way, not anymore. Uh, but uh, it, people will, once they start, once they, they get going, once that river breaks and starts to go, it's so much fun to listen to and amazing stories that they have never told their family. Wow. And, um, and, and, it, and it breathes a whole new light lightness and air into their soul because they've they now started telling the story. Matter, if I didn't do it with dad, everything he said would be gone. Gone, gone, gone. Because he's certainly not going to offer it up that those war stories. There's only so much and don't get me wrong, photographs are great. I'm a I am a picture hoarder. I mean I love taking pictures and going through them and whatnot. But there's only so much you can get from a picture. And ha- having these additional stories documented, whether it's on a letter or in an audio recording or a video recording, that takes it to the next level. Yeah. And one more thing about family I want to mention so people don't uh, don't get this is there was a study done in um uh Duke Emory University. It's all a doctor named uh, Marshall Duke. And he did a study about what children know about their family, what stories they know. And what they showed was that um, the more children know about their family's history, the stronger is their sense of control over their lives. These kids have higher self-esteem. They're more successful um, because they know their families functioned well. And when they, they're asked these, uh, he, he has this deal where he asks these 20 questions. He's on my, my, my podcast. Uh, you can listen to him. But uh, the bottom line is if you want a healthier family, refine and, and retell the stories of your family's positive moments and the, the bounce back moments. Because then these children then know the stories of the family. And uh, when they get into trouble, whether bullying or, you know, all the, all the problems that young people can get into, they put them. They put their their troubles in perspective because their family's been through stuff. I come from strong stuff. Mm. So if you know what, I didn't have kids, and I'm sad about that. But if I did, I would open every every meal with a story. Okay, Dad's going to talk about when he met me, and there's laughter. And Dad says, "Well, I fell in love with your mom when we were riding a bike in Central Park, and blah 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 blah," or. Yeah, let me tell you about the time that um, Grandpa's barn burnt down. <gasps> Did it really? And tell stories in, to get the, 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 the family talking at, at dinner time, And then all those benefits accrue to the young kids because they know their family comes from strong stuff. I can deal with this little thing I've got in front of me. 
because it's not as big as what my family went through. Yeah, I try and tell that to my kids uh, as we're, you know, either watching TV. I don't have it as just a watching experience. I try to interact, especially if there's something that coincides with life experience, whether it's at the dinner table, even if it's a story they've already heard. And they come away at least knowing that, hey, I have all these cool things that I did with dad and that, you know, that were so beneficial when I was growing up. And it, it, it's a good thing for them to to carry along with them in life as they experience the hardships, especially when we're dealing with pandemics and so forth. Yeah. So when I, after with all this background, then when I wrote the book and it took about seven years to do that, book writing's tough, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a piece of work. But anyways, I love finishing it. And um, and I know that it's giving people a, a bunch of ideas on how they can start this process. And it's not hard to start. Just uh, story and legacy are simple, simple, simple. From the legacy of a gar- little garden to the stories that um, could be a one-page story about you or a, a little video about uh, Auntie Mame or mm. whatever you like. If they're not hard, to, you just got, like anything else, just get it started and let that that river will start to flow and you'll have great personal benefits and uh and, and great and you know it honors those especially if they're alive it honors those when you're when you want to gather their story oh amen i love what you just said there and if you want to learn how you can carry on your family's legacy and share those stories and build them and create them whether it's a legacy letter or whether it's uh recording them and getting you know these digital versions of things that we can pass down from generation to generation i want you to go to createmylegacy.com createmylegacy.com and there you'll be able to find out so much about rob the book how will you be remembered the definitive guide to creating and sharing your life story and you can also get the book on amazon as well such an amazing book that will help you create these stories share these stories and i think strengthen you during these trying times strengthen your family during these trying times and rob thank you so much for sharing about the process how you got it started a little bit about your family it's been tremendously beneficial for me and i know for my audience as well thank you very much and i hope if everybody has a little bit of spare time in this pandemic that they get, give 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 that river a shot. Let's break the river and have those stories flow. I think they'll they'll enjoy the process. Rob Lucy, my guest on Across the County. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Let's uh, let's uh, connect again because I think there's more to this, and uh, I think we can just dig a little bit deeper and go on a different angle the next time we chat. Happy to, Noah. Thanks very much for this. Noah here on Across the County. There's more coming up. Stay tuned.